0: Yeah, it's um, a little bit of a different way to start Community Connect this morning where you're with Edwina and Greg McHenry on OCRFM 98.3 and 88.7 FM along the coast where we are also streaming live at all the W's, ocrfm.org.au. And before we get stuck right into it, I want to mention that the Flintstones bowling is coming up Saturday, October the 13th, 7pm collect 10-pin bowling year. It's your local community radio is promoting it. On the 13th, 7pm, there's bowling on. Get your team of four together with your best prehistoric look. And some people say, I don't even have to get dressed up for that. And there are great prizes for the best costume, the winning team, and overall higher score. You bring your own snacks and that, but there's wine, beer, and soft drinks available at better than bar prices there. It's only 20 bucks a player, and it helps your community. It also helps you to get out and about and enjoy yourself. And... By the way, when I was going up there to film a water bottle this morning, because as you know we're in the arcade there that leads to the bowling, I found a hearing aid. Now, one of my guests said, "Why would you bother about announcing it? Because the person won't hear it." Well, hopefully, their friend <laughs> might, because uh, yeah, I did. I found a hearing aid just at the bottom of the ramp at uh, on the way up to the bowling alley, and I've taken it in there. It's at the desk, so anyone who has lost a hearing aid or knows of someone who has lost a hearing aid. I know they're not cheap. So, yeah, it's at the desk at the bowling alley. I'd like to pay my respect to and acknowledge the Gulagian people who are the custodians of the land we're on today, as well as the Gadabunut who are along the coast. I'd also like to pay my respects to the elders past, present and future. Good morning, Ed.
1: Good morning, Greg. It's Good morning, w- listeners.
0: Yeah, and it's taken me a while to get Van to say hello. It has. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. dear. Now, what are we talking about today?
1: Prostate.
0: Prostate awareness. It is yeah. pro- it is September's Prostate Awareness Month. Look
1: after your
0: prostate. You look at, and you keep telling me every time I eat tofu, so we'll ask a little bit about that. <laughs> and We've got a couple of giggles going on there, and they're coming from, well, their guest today, and their main guest today is Jen. Now, is it Levine or Levine? Levine. Levine there, and she's got a Canadian accent. I asked her that, and so we won't mistake her for American or Irish or anything else. <laughs> and she's a clinical nurse consultant, and I'm really only going to say this once because it's a Cancer Services Frank Minchinton Centre for Colic Area Health. That's right. And that's part of the Barwon Southwest Region Integrated Cancer Service, or Barwon Southwest, BSW Ricks, I think they yes. call So it's a hell of an introduction.
2: sure is. It's a mouthful, isn't it? (laughs) It
0: sure is, Jen. Now, you've got a couple of people you've brought in with you, and now they've just rushed in as well to the studio, and Alan? Alan, yeah. How are you, Alan? I'm good, thank you. Good on you. And you've brought someone with you as well? My wife, Lynn. And your wife, Lynn. Hi, everyone. Hi. And we're going to find out all about why we've got Lynn and Alan in here in the not too distant future. So what are you actually doing there, Jen? You're, a, as I said, or whatever, yes. with that long name at <laughs> the at, uh, at Colic Area Health, but you're working as a clinical nurse consultant, right?
2: That's right. So my role basically is to oversee cancer services at the hospital. So that has a few different facets to it in that the Frank Minchinton Centre has a treatment area where we deliver um, um, cancer treatments, whether that be chemotherapy or hom- hormone treatments or... Um, targeted therapies, um, supportive therapies um, in our day treatment center. But we also have a supportive care um, aspect to our role. So we also help support patients and their families that are going through a cancer diagnosis um, with all of the other stuff that surrounds treatment. So whether it be information, education, emotional support, financial support, um, learning to navigate their way through the health system, all of that sort of stuff is where um, we come come in to to give them help as best we can.
0: And now, with it being Bowen South Region, you'd be allied to Bowen Health itself, is that it as well? Yes, so we work very
2: very closely with the Andrew Love and with um, Bowen Health or University Hospital Geelong, as they're um, known more widely, um, in that they do help support us with medical support, um, advice, Um, we work very closely, Um, we might share patients or share treatment they might have some of their facets of treatment in Geelong and then other facets of their treatment here um so we do w- work very closely with that
0: hospital okay now we're, today we're specifically talking about prostate awareness mm-hmm. i don't I, and i think in a way we don't want to talk about prostate cancer itself yes because what we want to do is we talk about the awareness of it and people don't understand i believe with your cancers that male deaths with any cancer it's prostate is the one that causes it
2: the, prostate cancer is, the is, is definitely um, high yeah, it's 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 definitely high up there. I don't know the s- exact statistics as to where it sits in relation to other cancers, but it is definitely one of the leading cancers.
0: Well, I think the profile of breast cancer is now well down. Mm. Um, but the big thing about prostate awareness is that if we're aware of it and we get it early, well, we, that's can, the thing. we can so cure
2: it. We can learn something from breast cancer um, coming down in mortality rates in that they've done huge amounts of campaign and awareness in getting diagnosed early and knowing your breasts and realizing what's normal for you and what's not for you, normal for you and getting in early. So I think that that has a huge aspect of why mortality rates are down in breast cancer. And I think prostate cancer can learn a lot from that.
0: I'll be giving some statistics out um probably as we go through it all and they're all and I'll give the accreditation now they're all from the Australian Institute of Health and Welfare uh, and the prostate cancer in Australia statistic is reflecting that it's part of um, death rates falling by 45% from overall by cancers Mm -hmm. because people are becoming more aware of what they need to do to look after themselves and so it's making it preventable and or getting in early. Mm -hmm. So now we are going to talk about the fact that you're under treatment, Owen. I'm under treatment, yeah. At Colac, yeah. At Colac. Now, yep. you're a little bit old, older than me, maybe. Uh, I'm <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming up 76 in December. Well, you're only roughly 10 years older than me, <laughs> so that's not too bad. We're, we're looking at you, and you're looking at a reasonably healthy young man.
3: Uh, well, I got prostate cancer. It got away on me. I sort of had a a local doctor and the local doctor went and then I was having this doctor, that doctor, any doctor and in five years I didn't have a check five or six years so I had by the time I had a check it was too late and it had escaped from my prostate into my bones and uh, I had radiation on my bones which I have no problem with at the moment so that's way back in January so that's fairly good um, and I've got stage I think it's stage four stage five uh, prostate cancer which I am having chemo for and Mardu is pretty happy with it at the moment so it's two years down the track now but for God's sake just go
0: and get checked yep. We, we, on the way down here, Edwin and I, we get the train down, and um, we sat next to a chap who's just come back visiting his uh, his father down in uh, Phillip Island. And it's just coincidence. He asked us what were we doing here, and we told him we were doing a radio program. Now he's only thirty three, yeah, and he said that he'd been down visiting because his father was under radiation treatment down at Port at, down at Phillip Island, and he's going to be starting to get his cheque when he's about 40. Mm. Mm. Now that sounds about right. When do we start getting things checked?
2: That is the recommended age. Obviously, if you have a strong family history, then have those conversations with your GP around that family history as well. Um, You know, there's nothing preventing you from getting checked earlier. 40 is the average age that we do recommend that you start getting, you know, your yearly checks and having those conversations without any family history.
0: Okay, now what does it? What does that mean? What do you do for a check? Because I mean, guys, they shy away from things because of historically they hear all this nasty stuff that goes on.
2: Yeah, look, the, for lack of better words, I guess the gloved finger is is no longer um, necessarily the invasive procedure that uh, needs to happen anymore. There are a lot of other things that they can do prior to that. Um, you know, PSA levels is you know, which is a simple blood test, is an early detection. It's it's not. Um, I want to be clear in saying that a high PSA isn't necessarily indicative of prostate cancer and a low PSA isn't necessarily indicative that you don't have prostate cancer, but it's a guide and it's a start and it's um, somewhere to start having mm. that conversation and to look further into something that you think you might need to.
0: Yeah, what other signs are there before you even bother? You know, what was What's a bloke going to...? Well,
2: most people don't have any signs or symptoms. Um, and that's why we try and get the word out there that it's about being proactive and about having um, these checks on a regular basis without mm. having any signs or symptoms. Because most of the time when you do have signs or symptoms, it's an indication that the cancer has spread um, and that it's probably been left too late.
0: So in other words, um, the idea of you know, blokes having trouble having a pee, is that an indication that it's already started or is it something that you should be saying hey I need to put my hand up now we're getting nodding, nods all around here well. so I think Lynn needs to come in on this one because you you may have heard something about it
4: no look, it is hard to say um, when Alan first when he got diagnosed with it it was quite a large shock because he was actually um, saying oh can you give me back a massage and like, not knowing then, what we know now is that he had a lump in the, on his shoulder and it wasn't going down. So he thought he'd better go and get it checked because he used to like his massages mm. and that used to relieve some of the pain. But he was also finding out he was having trouble sitting down. Sore down below. he was sore mm. down below. Mm. And maybe, I don't know, men start to have... Um, trouble with erections and things like um, that that maybe that's something that you know, little signs that we know now well yeah could have been those signs mm-hmm. yeah when one of his uh, testicles became a little bit swollen and it, then it went disappeared again those mm-hmm. sorts of little things but as I say the biggest thing is get that blood test done
0: Okay, and, not, and that's and what... don't miss out. We're going to be talking a bit... or not talking about it. I've got a track here that we were given quite some years ago now. It's a Mike Brady track about talking about it. And so is that is that a typical male thing that we don't talk about stuff? Yes. That yes. is, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, and, you, and you're, sorry, you are come in here, Ellen. You're really going to advocate this, aren't you? Yeah. Well, s- since, I've had, since I've had the prostate cancer,
3: we've spoke to so many people that... Uh, you know, we we talk to so many people now that uh, have, they didn't realise that how bad prostate cancer was, and some of them fellas have already gone and got checked. Yes. And they found out they had it. So, yeah. So we we openly talk about it. We go to the RSL on Friday nights, and there's about well, there's some ladies there, and there's a few men, and we started talking about it, and it just spread. You know, they they some of them got checked and yeah one of them had an operation and one
0: had had his out earlier on hadn't he yeah, yeah so
3: yeah.
0: yeah well we're like we're going to be getting the men's uh, shed people coming in too yeah. oh yeah and so that's another area to for capture yes. now is this a, a a group that you get together would you call yourself a cancer support group or oh no we're no, just we just, just meet
3: we're just buddies we meet on a friday night and go to the rsl you know have a couple of drinks and
0: yeah would you want to invite anyone along i mean if it's working uh, even if it's a an unofficial or what do you call yeah. it a, an ad hoc type arrangement it's still yeah. something that yeah, might it's be sort, of, sort of only
3: about eight of us at the one table and it's just we you know
4: they, everyone goes through different um stages mm. um some men have had their ssa prostates out because they've caught it early and they explained to us you know, they've had to go through this, they had to go through that, well Alan's gone through a totally totally different mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. scenario of, of prostate cancer so um, one of my big frustrations was why couldn't he have it out like the rest of them mm. but his was more serious that's why they won't touch him mm.
0: Yeah, those sorts of things Yeah. Which takes us back to you, I think Jen had the, the different levels and the different approaches that are going to be taken depending on where you catch whatever's going on. Absolutely, so
2: catching it early then means that the cancer will be localised to just the prostate, so removing the prostate is quite an effective form of therapy. Once the cancer has spread into other areas of the body, then removing that prostate is not going to have any effect on the cancers Mm. that have gone elsewhere within the body, so the invasive procedure of having surgery is not therapeutic or beneficial um, in in treating the, the cancer.
0: So how do you how do you go about managing it? And it? Then it becomes a real family affair too, which is why mm. we have both husband and wife here. Yeah. So how do you manage that? Oh, I manage it all right. The, the chemo seems to be doing all right. Like it's
3: spread to me bones. We know that, and uh, I haven't had any problems since I had the radiation on it. So and no pain. So uh, hopefully it's only gone to the bones and nowhere else. But. We would have known by now, I think, if it had gone somewhere else, like your liver or your, or any of the other organs. But, you know, I'm handling the chemo all right now and I'm eating and I'm still doing school crossings, getting out and doing a bit. Oh, it's good. two years down the
0: track now, so. Okay. Yeah, so. so
1: that's great news. Mm. Mm. Mm.
0: Mm. Yeah, that, that means you're eating well, but now that brings up the other aspect. We were looking at maybe getting a dietitian to come with you, Jen. That is an important part of. Maintenance. Oh,
2: absolutely, and I think an important part in men's health in, in general is maintaining a really good, uh, you know, balanced diet. Um, treatment does all sorts of things to your insides as Alan, I'm sure <laughs> you yeah. can too. Okay. Um, it changes anything from your the chemotherapy itself attacks your taste buds, um, and so food doesn't taste like it no. once did. No, no,
3: sometimes you lose your, your complete taste after you have chemo for three or four days. You 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 won't taste doesn't taste the same. Mm. And like your fingernails, look, they are like they're all just peel off.
1: Yes, oh. you know. That's amazing. And
3: yeah, mm-hmm. and it's starting to get, your toenails are starting to do the same thing. Oh wow. But there's only a layer, sort of, you know. But that's yes. another thing that, yeah. you know, you've just got to put up with this. And, you learn yeah. to live with yeah, it. Yeah, learn mm-hmm. to live with it.
1: Is, is that um, because your body depletes minerals like zinc?
2: Um, look, that probably has an, an, an aspect to it, and I know a dietitian mm. would probably be able to add much more to that than, than I probably could, but um, just in the, in the way that you process food and your like for food mm. and the taste of food, not to mention the aspects like nausea and yes, things like that yeah. as well, that just don't have yes. um, the desire as you probably once did. Mm. Um, but the importance of maintaining that balance and how difficult it is to do that while you're undergoing treatment. But um, maintaining good physical activity and a good diet are so crucially important mm. while you're undergoing treatment so that you can be the best version of yourself mm. while undergoing something so intensely.
1: I think, too, staying connected with people, having company. Mm,
2: definitely.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah, You know, instead of being And isolated. talking to people.
3: And talking to people about it. You've yeah. got to talk to people about it because I don't know whether... We're dumb or <laughs> what but no, don't we guess. don't we don't seem to, to think oh, it won't happen to me, mm. but it will mm. if
0: you don't do the right thing well, the statistics on it are that it's one in five males risk developing the, I'm saying that risk developing prostate cancer by the age of eighty five yeah. now the risks can be quite reduced by well we'll talk a little bit more about that after we have a listen to this thing because. Ellen, you you sort of brought us straight to it about talk about it, which is going to be the the track we're going to have a listen to here, Um, where we are talking about, well, it's Prostate Awareness Week. Oh, it's actually a month, isn't it? It's a month. It's a Prostate Awareness Month. And I actually, I was a bit disappointed. I looked up the website, and there aren't a lot of activities going on. So I think us doing this, uh, it's even in a small way. It's something that needs to be done and more... People and I'm going to say more people should pull their finger out and do it (laughs) Um, (laughs) by promoting it, by talking about it, being more aware of it, having the conversation, whether it's in an informal manner down at the RSL. That's great. But instead of standing Mm. around talking BS about how your team lost its footing, talk about some sensible stuff and some serious stuff every now and then.
1: Talk the hard stuff.
0: Because if we don't talk about it,
1: support
0: each other. So we'll listen to a little bit of Mike Brady. Mike Brady's going to talk about it. So you're with, oh, you're with Ed and Greg McHenry on Community Connect on OCRFM 98.3 and 88.7 FM along the coast, where we are also streaming live at all the W's, ocrfm.org.au, and it is around about, well, it is 11.20 in the, in the morning. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a fantastic track, and uh, Mike Brady really really gets the message out there that um, one of my guests down in here who's under treatment. For prostate cancer has, has been talking about it and he did talk about it but I'm going to castigate him a little bit because he didn't have his PSA checked for five years as of his own admission and I don't know whether his wife Lynn spanked him about it but anyway, she's in here with him and as well as Jen Levine who is Levine Levine, Levine from and Southwest Ricks, BSW Ricks, Colic Area Health, and we are talking about September, which is or Prostate Cancer Awareness Month. And yeah, that's a good track. What did you think, guys?
4: It's yeah. All pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah great
3: message. Yeah. A really great message.
4: We've got
0: another track going to be coming up about it, um, which is quite similar and it just goes to show that it's right across the world because the next one's going to be a guy called Jimmy, what's his name? Jimmy Charles, and he's an American. So it is. It's a universal problem. Absolutely. Absolutely. And now we, we talked about the risks. Mm. How do you, what do you do to make the risks less? What should we blokes be doing other than getting a PSA reading on a regular basis? How regular?
2: Well, I think being in, in tune with your body and what's normal and what's not. So um, it's funny because a staff member of mine had a really interesting analogy and I just hope that they're not listening at the moment but um it was about you know let's face it without trying to you know put labels on anybody I think men are are much less likely to go to the doctors and have things Mm -hmm. checked and have those conversations um and she sort of compared it to um a car and a guy I guess in a sense wouldn't leave their car just to anybody and wouldn't leave it without you know getting it checked and without getting it serviced and you know all these sorts of things and then when it did get checked or serviced they wouldn't let the mechanic do anything without Mm. talking to them first what are you gonna put in there and what does that look you know so there's so much invested interest in the vehicle that they drive they just need to have that same invested interest in their own body Um, and keeping it tuned up and keeping in tune with it as well and You know be mindful of the things that we're putting into those vehicles for lack of a better term i guess but Mm -hmm. um having that connection with the gp as well so when things do start going awry you're onto it pretty quickly
0: well that is the best advice and that's one we we quite strongly advocate here is talking to your gp now gps don't doesn't matter whether male or female you have still got to talk to them absolutely but the thing is guys have got to get the fury out of them and they have to understand that it's not well if it is necessary that you have an internal whatever you call it i don't know mm. that is way down the track the thing is to be just book in and have it as part of your normal blood testing absolutely get the whole lot done mm. what are some of the other in, are there any, any indicators though at all well, other than what we've spoken about jen
2: so if you know if people are having difficulty with things like um, um passing urine lower back pain mm. um difficulty erectile dysfunction, any of those sorts of things, um, swollen testicles, anything like that, then those are all definite signs and symptoms that something is amiss and to have those things checked out. Even if they are passing or fleeting or coming and going, um, they're definitely signs and symptoms to, to go and have a chat to
0: your GP. And so in, in like here, where do we go? What are the people going to do, the blokes or whoever? Where do they go to, what's the contact details and all that?
2: Yeah, so there's two um, main GP clinics um, that offer practice, so there's Altway Medical Clinic and there's also Corangamite Clinic. There's also, I think now there's three bulk billing clinics within Colac um, that will take people at short notice as well. So there's really no reason that to not be able to get in mm. to see a GP and any GP could help you with those issues.
0: And is that how you were able to be, or you you were able to get just through your normal GP to be able to do it eventually, Alan? Yes.
3: Uh, well, yeah. A local doctor. Well, he's a local. He was a local boy around town, and he became a doctor. And uh, when my doctors went, I ended up getting Ian, and Ian was marvelous. Ian, Ian is probably one of the ones that picked it up in the first place, and uh, yeah, and I've had him now for probably two and a half years I suppose, two years and uh, I swear by him, I see him nearly every month I go and see him, even if I only want tablets, I go and see him and he'll sit down and he'll have a talk to you, he will and he'll ask you how you're going and not just uh, take your blood pressure or you're right where you go, You know, no so he's very very good so he's the one that sort of picked a lot of it up
0: so he picked it up, but there's a lot of it that you've... He only picked it up because he's seen you. So yeah. what are the things that you picked up? I mean, Lynn's mentioned a few things. That's, what are some of the things that that's when, the th- you, when you've when you picked it up, what can we go back to and learn from that? Well, what Lynn said, it, I was
3: getting sore down below. When I was sitting, uh, I couldn't sit on a chair properly because I had pain, sort of, you know, down below. Mm. Uh, and another thing, as she said, like back pain, you get a bit of back pain, and uh, I did have trouble passing water. I had to go to a specialist in Geelong, and she, uh, she, uh, well, she, she was going to clean out my prostate, but she only got halfway through the the uh, surgery and couldn't go any further because I had a rigid. a rigid pelvis so she had to abort the operation halfway through so that was another sign that i mm-hmm. wasn't going to the toilet properly mm-hmm. so urine
4: enlarged in, mm-hmm. enlarged prostate it was
3: an enlarged prostate mm-hmm. that caused it that type of thing so mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. what's a that a rigid pelvis what was it a rigid, rigid pelvis, pelvis. And
4: actually he's
0: his so so you you'd pick that up pretty. I thought you'd do that pretty quickly as a well walking renewer. Oh something. well, yeah, probably that pro- was probably half the pain in me back.
3: I don't know, but mm. uh, yeah, so, but half she only done half the operation. That's all she could do, and mm. I can go to the toilet all right now. Yeah, that's but, good. Yeah, but mm. still. <laughs> 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 it was. It was. you going into the operating theatre. You get halfway through it and come out, and you think, "Oh, yeah, it's all done," because you're awake, because they only give you an epidural. Yes. Yeah, and uh, she came along. And she said, "Oh, sorry, but we couldn't finish off the operation." Mm. Oh, thanks very so much. Yeah.
4: <laughs> and that's a big disappointment. That's to yes. Us. That's. Yeah. It. Yeah, it's a big letdown. Mm. Yeah, but he, he's
3: fought through
0: it. Yeah. Oh dear, I'm just thinking about. Uh, this is crazy. It's footy season, and when we go to the toilet at the MCG or at wherever we happen to be, you've got all these <laughs> all these blokes lined up. There's usually someone there. Well, he's still there when you go when in. You can, and, go. <laughs> when you go in, you're still there when you go out. Should you tap him on the shoulder and say, no, "You're no, right, mate"? Or no, well, he that's, do? That's, like, that's what <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Jen's having a real laugh about it, but it is. It's a I don't know, but, <laughs> so, but <laughs> you
2: know what? It raises a really interesting point because maybe that's what we need to target for awareness. Like maybe yeah. you need to have those posters right have up above a- the urinals to saying yeah. having trouble urinating. Call oh, your local GP. That's you know right. they, go, they
0: well, have other they things there, <laughs> though, they? don't they? They do. Well, don't be offended <laughs> if the bloke. Well, no, the only thing you tap someone on the shoulder while they're trying and they're not to turn around. nothing.
3: nothing worse <laughs> <laughs> if you're standing there and you're waiting to start and they're finished. <laughs> oh yeah, see
4: it's the and other way too. To when it comes back to you, you can always say, "Are you okay?" Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. exactly right.
0: Okay, that's a good idea. And be there
4: to hear. And be there. Just tap them on the shoulder
2: on your way, going, better get that prostate check, mate.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
3: Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yes. And you don't have
2: to, you know. the thing is, is you can relay a message without having a necessarily yeah. a deep and meaningful conversation because let's right. face it, men aren't necessarily all about the deep and meaningfuls, yeah. no. especially when they don't know one another, but you can still spread the message with a bit of humour. it's yes. yeah. very um,
1: interesting because I always found my father worked very hard and looked after the family, looked mm. after us, You know, went to work, grew his veggies, yeah. his fruit trees and everything. But you know, I think look after you as well yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
0: you're an important person mm. in our lives yeah we, we've been a couple of outstanding blokes here aren't we Alan? we are. to these women <laughs> well
3: uh, you've got to go and get your prostate checked haven't you
0: this no, one no well i've got a blood <laughs> test coming up here you know, i'm actually seeing the doctor on the i've got to get other results too we love but Greek's yeah we're doctor. getting that yeah we love my doctor dr sue He's been through a lot of trauma with me, <laughs> believe you. <laughs> we love him. <laughs> but I was going to ask, what was your reason for five years? I, I had a, actually had a bloke at one stage ask me why I didn't do income tax for over five years. And I gave him the answer and he didn't well, did believe I, me.
3: i never go... Oh, in five years I wouldn't have got a return, would I? No, <laughs> if well, I I don't was don't. taxation. <laughs> That's right. But, but uh, yeah, as I said, changing doctors, not thinking... Like, I might have had a doctor for three months and he disappeared yes. from my Clinic. They were coming and going. Yeah. And uh, not thinking to say to him, should I have a blood test? Mm-hmm. Well, I suppose they should have asked me. It would have been on my record that yes. when I had my last blood test. But
0: That is a problem, isn't it? The yeah. continuity. Mm. Yeah. Well,
2: and I, and I think as well, and, and sorry, again, I don't know if I'm putting a label on, but I think we're very much currently the age group of men that are at risk of prostate cancer are still very much um, in the generational gap where they leave it to the doctor. We're not not winning in being proactive in um, requesting certain things from our doctor. We think doctor knows best and well doctor will tell me if I need a a blood test, well doctor will lead me down this path, well doctor will um, instigate these things where I think we need to change that message Mm -hmm. and actually go in with a request. I'd like to have a PSA. Um, I'd like to have this blood test, I need you to check this, yeah. I need a referral to this. I think we need to be more proactive and have more of a voice in mm. our own health than just leaving it to the doctor to, that knows best.
0: But yeah. you don't want people Googling though to try and determine whatever's best. No. No
2: Dr. Google. <laughs> no Dr. Google. No Dr. Google. There's, no a, Dr. A, there's a, an array of information out there that's not very useful or beneficial to to most people unless you really know what you're looking for um but it's having those conversations with your your gp it's but a two-way conversation yeah. it's not about but two
4: we are you saying that mm. we get uh, us women we get messages oh you're due for a, a pat smear you're we due, do yes we're due to get our breasts checked yeah so why isn't it out there for men to say you need to have a blood test for prostate
0: yeah. Well, we'll see that. Well,
4: especially when they're getting into that, uh, that age group. That age group. Absolutely. We get
1: it for eyes. You're due to have your eyes checked. Mm. You're due, due for your dental appointment. We mm. have a lot of that. Yeah.
0: Well, see, with the blue movement, or whatever you call it, yeah, blue movement for blokes or whatever, if you want to go call it that against the, as versus the pink movement, it's not really been that active, has it? No. It started, and then it sort of died, has it? Or?
2: Yeah, and I'm not entirely sure... Why? I don't know if the approach needs to be different. I don't know. Yeah, I, I really, I really don't know how to how to comment on that. I'm not entirely mm. sure what's happened.
0: Mm, because you know, guys like Alan and myself, we can talk to are blue in the face,
2: hmm.
0: but we want to see that it does does make a change. Mm-hmm. And so you are doing that at the. I'm going to tell about the RSL again. When is yeah. it?
3: Uh, we go every Friday. We night. go every, every Friday. Friday night. The oh, RSL. Uh, sometimes I don't go now because if it's too cold, I don't bother going out because. Mm. If I've had chemo or something, I'd sooner sit at home.
4: But a lot of people do ask me. I go um, Tuesdays and Fridays. I'm also a volunteer down there, and they ask me how he's going. And, and we have this little group that sit at the table, and that's where it all started from. There was four gentlemen and, and me. Um, when he got diagnosed, Alan got diagnosed and that's when they actually started talking that we had, oh, I had this done and I had this done. Oh, I haven't had that done. Every, As I say, every man is different. Yes. And it is a man's stigma. They will not talk about it. Mm.
0: Mm. We'll be putting another track on in a moment, but um, Lynn in the previous track, what was one of the lines there is uh, you can talk about it to your wife? yes. Yeah, and yes. um, and if you do, it might save your life. Yeah, that's right. So, the thing is, women are open to talk about all this sort of stuff, it's just the blokes are not prepared to bloody well do it. That's well, right. So I was
4: the only woman at the table amongst Oops, four sorry. men, and I said, Please talk about it. I like to know too, so I can support Alan. Yes, that's
0: great. Hmm. That's yeah, it's a, that's it, true. It's connecting the community, which is what we're doing here today. I'm going to put the track on, and I don't know. I'll, no, I'll put this track on first, and it's called Superman. Um, but the words in it are really incredible. This is the American bloke. I'll make sure I've got on the right one. The It's an American bloke whose mate had cancer, and we'll, we'll tell a little bit about it after you've had a listen to it but it's uh, once again yeah this is a problem right across the world it is an international thing too the uh, september being a prostate cancer awareness month it is organized by who was actually organizing it's the prostate cancer foundation of australia and they're doing it they do a lot of the research into trying to well minimize it and or try and eliminate it but as we know with cancer it's a real battle Mm. um don't we know But we're on, you're on OCRFM and FM 98.3 and 88.7 FM along the coast, where we have Jen Levine and Alan and Lynn, who are living with prostate cancer at the moment. And Edwina and I are rapt to be here. We are streaming live at all the W's, ocrfm.org.au. And I'm just going to put this track on and we'll be back with you shortly. You run uh, OCR FM 98.3 and 88.7 FM along the coast, where that was um, Jimmy Charles. And it's a better mate of his who um, was. He was a long distance runner and everything else. He was as fit as a fiddle and he couldn't believe it when he was diagnosed with cancer and it was a bit too late. Um, and he put it down that men don't like to talk about it. And that's, uh, as I say, it's a universal problem that we're talking about here this week, where it's pros- Prostate Cancer Awareness Month. September, the whole of it. So get out there and talk about it. Uh, that's the only way you're going to find out about it and recognise a lot of the stuff about your body as you're going. That goes for women too. Mm, so we're that. just going to be sexist about it. And that's Jen yeah. Levine in the background. She's allowed to pipe in like that. It's great. Hi. Because we're, we're here and we're with Eddie. Hello,
1: Eddie.
0: Hi. How are you? And, and Lynn and Alan. Hi. Hi. I think we're going to leave this over to the girls, Ed. Not just necessarily you. I think we leave this over to to jen and and lynn because the support of it all and part of what was in that song was is that you're not superman you can't you don't have to do it alone but it is it becomes a family well it's a family disease really isn't it so how do we support it specifically as a family and also as a community so over to you girls i'm sitting back
2: (laughs) (laughs) well i think firstly it's, it's probably worth mentioning that there's an you know, we live in a world where there's an abundance of information. Um, you know, whether it be booklets from the, the doctor or the GP, the amount of information that's on the internet and all these sorts of things. So, part of what we do in our role at the Frank McShinton Centre and the Cancer Services is to try and help people navigate their way through that information and to try and make some sense of it, um, to what's specific to them as well. So you know one size doesn't fit all when it comes to treating these diseases and I think that you know having an understanding of what's relevant to you is really really important and being able to navigate your way through that Um, and of course along with um, you know diagnosis and stuff and is being able to um, have information about the specific treatment that you're going to have what to expect from that how that's going to affect your different aspects of your life um, and Um, helping you navigate your way through that. So that's something that we take great pride in helping people with um, through our centre. So uh, the centre is open to anyone with a cancer diagnosis. They don't necessarily need to be having treatment with us. Um, So we like to put it out there that if ever they've got questions about anything, they can feel free to give us a ring or drop in and and see us. Um, More than, you know, we're very... Confidential space. We're happy to talk about just about anything. So, um, if anyone does have any questions um, around that, then we're more than happy to take some time and, and have a chat.
0: And so, there is a mental health aspect of it as well, isn't there?
2: Absolutely. Um, to any, you know, person faced with a, a life-limiting or a chronic disease, um, of course, you know, mental health has a has a big big role in all of this.
0: Did you have children, Alan? At least? Yes. 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 How did they? So when I've got a bit, I've got to fess up. I've, I'm a survivor of cancer myself. So two aspects of it I want to talk about is how the messenger gave you the message, and the other one is how how did the family react when you let them, t- you know, you say because everyone you tell them you got cancer and they think, oh. No, they were a bit shocked. They were yeah. a bit shocked, but well, so was I, I suppose. But. um. You've got
3: you've got to think positive. If you don't think positive, you you will not get through this. If you're going to say, "Oh, I got cancer," I'm I'm just going to sit here and you know, die. But you've got to be positive. I'm going to beat this thing, mm. and I've probably stayed positive all the way through. So, and that's what you've got to do.
4: Yeah. Attitude yeah. and
1: humour.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, we we had them. We have up and down emotional roles now and again. You know, something sort of goes. A bit haywire or something like that, but um, the kids have been fantastic. It, it's been a roller coaster f- for them as well. Um, Journey, um, he's got to hang around a bit more longer now because he's got a new grandchild. We've got a new grandchild coming along. So, oh. um, how
0: many have you got?
3: Oh, he's got.
4: Wait four. a to
0: see as though he can't count. He's uh.
4: got four from my <laughs> previous marriage. So this is really my first, but I've got you know we've got fantastic step grandkids I have, so That's I mean cool. they're they're good, mm-hmm. uh, and they've been supportive. They've been coming over um, when really? Alan was you know quite quite ill. Um, he did get pneumonia, so he's he's had a bit of a journey mm-hmm. a, as well. But it mm-hmm. is a roller coaster at first. It's hard to get your head around because it's a real big slap in the face when you say you've got prostate cancer. Mm. and how bad it is and it was just like just recently one bloke was diagnosed and, and before he knew it, he hadn't even got his head mm. around and he was having an operation mm. but he's okay now but he hasn't had to go through what Alan's going through and that's the big thing you get it done get it early get it checked and you save you, know, a, you, you save yourself in the long run yeah. Be and proactive, and yes. When
0: Jen was talking, Lynn, you were nodding your head about the accesses that are available for the services here, about they look as though they were good for you or they are good for you?
4: Well, the services, I suppose, we haven't actually access to them, but we know the girls are there, and I can't speak highly enough of what... Sorry, got a bit emotional. No. Oh, that's of good. I they've been there for us.
1: Yeah, that's great.
4: They've been totally there for us. Mm. And questions they put us our minds at ease. Yeah, good. Yeah. It's been a real roller coaster for yeah,
1: us. Yeah, yeah. Like it's a big event. It's oh, not yeah. something that's just coming <laughs> like along. It's just
4: yeah. like yeah, you, oh, you just oh, got to think
3: positive. Yeah. If you don't yeah. think positive, you mm. you won't get anywhere. Yeah.
2: Mm. And and that's I think the best way to describe it is a roller coaster. Yeah, and I yeah. think yeah. Um, to you know, not being so hard, so hard on yourself, and that yeah. you know, yeah. rolling with the lows and saying this is okay, and then coming back out the other end. Yes, and exactly yeah. right. Finding that yeah. way back mm. through yeah. the tunnel mm, yeah. so that you can have your your your, up,
3: yeah.
4: your we have up our ups. we and downs. Yeah, yeah, we do.
2: And after yeah.
3: after a while, you 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 find what your body's doing. Now I know now when I have trouble breathing because I just go up to the girls and say, look, <laughs> I need some blood
1: Yeah, yeah <laughs> because good.
3: I'm not getting enough oxygen yes, and he's with he's me red cells not filling out. He's so I know me body now blood. and I didn't know before and I thought I was having heart attacks all the time.
1: Yeah. So yeah. do you have an infusion, an iron infusion or you you have blood products? You blood.
3: have blood. Blood, 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 transfusion. Yeah, blood transfusion. Yeah,
2: just
3: blood yeah. transfusion. Yeah, good. At the moment I haven't had to have it. Oh gone nearly three weeks. That's good. Thanks can to I all know. those, <laughs> thanks to all those blood donors yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, can
2: is. I can I just add to that as well that. Um, often, you know, we talk about supporting people through treatment, and we often have families come and say, you know, we just feel so helpless. Like, what can we do mm. to help? And I, the one thing I always recommend, go and donate blood. Yeah, that's a Because great anyone undergoing a cancer treatment <laughs> will inevitably, most likely at some stage uh, through the process, require a blood mm. transfusion. And that's a really big way that anybody can help um, someone in the going yeah. through cancer treatment.
1: I'm very thankful to people that donate blood because my father had cancer and had two big very big operations and he was a bleeder so he had lots of blood. Thank you everyone. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, now on that level two, uh, I've had cancer but I didn't have a blood one as well, anyone who has had cancer that it's not bloodborne, now you'll be able to bear this out Jen, mm-hmm. you can still donate blood after the five year moratorium?
2: I believe so. The Red yep. Cross would be able to... Um, Red
0: Cross. Well, I went through it, to and to I, I came back afterwards, after the five years, yeah. and it was given clearance, so I want people to know that you can do that. Mm. But then I had a TIA, so I had to stop. Yes. <laughs> All right, but um, you can donate blood, even if you are a survivor of cancer, as long as it's not been a blood-borne mm. type. And plasma. Okay. And, and plasma. Um, yeah, so... Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter how... Yeah, it's well worth doing. Uh, Because, yeah, people like Alan need it and you never know when you might need it as well. Especially the way buggers drive on the roads nowadays. (laughs) Anyway, we won't go... We we need to give out phone numbers and all that sort of stuff, but you've got more there. You came in with a great stack of stuff, Jen. (laughs) And I I don't want you to go away and say, well, Cal, you know, I've missed out on something. Now, if you like, I can put a a little track on about the awareness one. Now, I haven't heard this, to be honest just before you came in i looked for another track and it's just one that says that it is a prostate cancer awareness song i don't know who's in it and it's something that may hopefully we won't re- we won't regret it i know we won't <laughs> all right but it'll be something that we've, i've got directly that we're going to be playing off the off the youtube thing and so hopefully you enjoy it look you're on community connect with greg and edwina McHenry on 98.3 fm Oh, it's OCRFM ninety eight point three to put it correctly and eighty eight point seven FM along the coast where we're streaming live at all the W's OCR-fm.org.au, and we'll just have this little break and give Alan and Lynn and Jen and myself and Edwina a chance to to have just a, a little breath of fresh air and uh, yeah we'll be back with you shortly. That's fabulous you got to talk about it. You've got to sing about it. We're going to be dancing about it. That brought a real smile <laughs> to all our faces in here. What a great track. And I really can't give accreditation. I don't know the name of the chap who was singing but it, but it's great reggae. And
1: we were rap dancing.
0: <laughs> a bit of dancing going In
1: this small studio. But
0: yes. So all of the messages that we've been talking about here on Community Connect today, and it's about Prostate Cancer Awareness Month of September, and we're talking about it with Jen and Lynn and Alan, and Edwina, it's uh, yeah, talking about it and that's what it's all about and talking about it for your health, the family's health, everyone's health. But uh, yeah, that's absolutely fabulous. And I uh, oh will I'm <laughs> gonna to have to keep that one for for <laughs> later on I mean, Jen, you're still smiling. It was great, wasn't it? Yeah, it was great.
3: No, really,
0: really good and Edwina Ed suggests you play it down at the RSL Alan. Yeah, we might play it a well. while.
3: While we're having camera Having treatment. Yeah. yeah <laughs> 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 that's
4: a good
1: idea.
3: We'll be able to rock away in the chairs and the girls will be there
0: on their little computers. is. have
3: got to have well, fun.
0: Yeah. Look, we've got to make mention that the Andrew Love Centre is, is a donation from, well, a philanthropist. Would you call them a philanthropist? What are they? Uh, someone who donates money? Oh, yes. So I was. think that's what it is through philanthropy. Now, what's Fred Minchinton? Center. So did his name. Yes, yeah, so mm-hmm. Frank
2: Minchingen was a gentleman who um, was a local to the Weeperina area, um, quite well known in the community, mm-hmm. and um, he unfortunately did pass away prior to the centre opening, um, but he donated his estate to, mm-hmm.
3: the, to the cause mm-hmm. and to the
2: development of the centre, so um, with his kind donation and that of the um, Margaret Tan estate as well, is what made the centre possible for the local community. So we're wow. very, very lucky here in Colac to have the service that we do and the, the level of support that we do locally.
0: Okay, and now that support, uh, when I looked at the website, um, it says that it's Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday.
2: That's right. Yeah, so we're open three days a week.
0: So that's from 8 to 4.30 mm-hmm. at the, and that's at Connor Street, 2 to 28 Connor Street, of course. Yep, so we're
2: situated within the hospital. Yep
0: okay now do you want me to give you out the phone number direct
2: yeah that's
0: fine okay and i'll put this up on the blog because we'll be doing a um, a podcast of the program so you'll be able to have a listen back to yourselves and see how brilliant yeah. you've been because it really has been great having you guys come in uh it's not an easy time but you've come in and alan mm-hmm. i want you to get the final word in at the end of it all <laughs> because i'll thank edwina we'll go from the right and thank edwina and my you, pleasure and jen Jen Levine oh, for coming you, in and helping organise, organise great cause. this wonderful couple, Lynn. Mm. And I'm going to say I really am, a, you know, great to meet you, Alan, and I'm happy to promote about talking about it, and I might put this track on just for a little while while uh, yeah. while we make our exit from the studio, because I think it's well worth having another You, only, w- to.
3: you only want to dance to We're, it on the way out. We'll
0: want to dance on the way out, I think, Alan. Yeah. But yeah, so, finally... Please
3: skip-checked. Please, please mention Talk to each other and get checked. That would save your life.
0: And they're talking about that around the world. That's what it's all about, blokes out there. But it's for everyone. If something's not quite right, you know, talk to each other about it and get it checked out. No one's going to call you a hypochondriac or anything like that for it. You need to look look after yourselves. And good luck with whatever's going on. Thank Thank you. you. And fantastic. We will next week, I'm not giving you the final word because I just remembered I've got to tell you who's coming in next week. Next week, we're going to be talking with Jess Reid from Parks Vic about their work in our region here. And uh, one part of it is Ed Wiener and I actually went to Paradise the other day and had a bit of a walk along the, the Otway Fly as well. So oh, nice. we love this area. And, uh, yeah, we'll be talking about Parks Vic next week with Jess. All right, so yeah, thanks all of you once again for coming mm-hmm. in. We'll go out with a bit more of this reggae. We will be here and talking to you again next week. Cheers.